Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Thank you to all my listeners around the world. This is so exciting that now never, ever give up hope is in over 120 countries. And that shows us clearly that no matter where we live on this planet, there are people who are looking for a message of hope. There are people who have a message of hope to share, and that's I've been so fortunate to have so many of those people share their stories on this show, Never Ever Give Up Hope. I'm also thrilled that so many people, no matter what their backgrounds are, that they can share that story. And the same thing with those who are listening all over the world with a need to hear an encouragement from this show of that no matter what happens, we don't have to give up. We can pick up and start over. And very often, as most of my guests have, become very successful, even though at one point they were in a state of hopelessness. Today with me, I have a gal who got a prognosis that told her that she would never be able to do what she wanted to do with her life because of a debilitating accident. Those of you who have listened to some of the stories of people who have been in similar situations know that it is pure tenacity that gets these people to pick up their bootstraps, so to speak, and to keep going and not accept that prognosis that you will never do it again. Leela Graham is with me today. Leela started to play the piano at a very young age. And at the age of four years old, she was making up her own compositions. Well, I think a lot of people do that. They just call banging on the keys, you know. <laughs> but no, Leela was actually constructive. She was, <laughs> she might, okay, she's saying no. but <laughs> Leela was raised by her grandmother. And music became her passion because she needed to escape the pain of an absent mother and father. So think of her as a little girl with a passion. And she carried that passion right through her life. Now, at 16 years old, Leela was in a near-fatal car accident. A semi-truck hit her, and she was in recovery for over a year. Her hand was broken in seven different places. And, of course, she was told, you will never play the piano again. But she never gave up hope. And she has become a successful pianist whose music has been placed in the TV show Law & Order. 
She was one of the nominees for the film Absent San Diego Film Awards just this last year. So I am so pleased to welcome Leela and to hear her story. Hi, Leela. Hi. Hi, Carol. <laughs> Hi. It's, it's great nice to... to have you here. So what is your earliest memory of playing the piano? Share that with us. Well, um, earliest memory, I guess, would be between the ages of three to three and four. And I actually do remember sitting down at the at the piano um, and my uh, family, like my grandmother and um, her, some of her friends would come over for tea and and she, and they'd be whispering and, and they'd say, oh, what is she playing? <laughs> and I would be making up um, these different songs. Uh, they, I don't know, like maybe they, they were like trains, um, sounds, or just really beautiful short little, you know, melodies, right, that kind right. of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> now, how old were you when you knew this is what you wanted to do with your life? You must have been pretty young, too, then. Yes, I was pretty young because I did start um, classical training at the age of five. And that's why I was going for music classes. And and uh, because, you know, you know, improvising and doing that, they, right. they put me into music. Did you really enjoy it? Like, was it even at that young age, like you just had to play the piano? I did. Yep. I knew, I knew it was my purpose, even I, th- I think just because it took me into another, an, another, you know, state of consciousness, I guess, if you want to say that, but yeah, I did. It was something that I never had to be told, you've got to go practice. Okay. <laughs> can I practice? Can I? Yeah, can, I? can I? Just to fast forward a little bit, is there anybody else in your family that has the same passion? Father is an amazing singer. He sings just like Frank Sinatra. So yes, he he, he loves singing. So tell us what happened when you were 16 years old. Um, I guess it was just a little while after I had turned 16 and uh, we were going out to the uh, the lake, um, well, I guess it's like the soup potholes over there in Victoria, and we were going uh, for a swim, and um, there were two other people with me, and it was a station wagon, and we were just driving out, and all I remember was just going around a corner, um, you know, a very winding corner, and the next second I'm looking up, and all I see are just the girls of a truck. Um, this this vehicle this this like I, I remember the colors and even to this day I, I still do um, and that's all I remember was seeing that right in front of my eyes and then wow. everything was black that's it and yeah. what happened after that they had basically I mean they had to get the you know the you know, to get me out they call it the jaws of life or whatever whatever yes. that's called yeah they had to use those to get me out because I was in the middle and there was no seatbelt. On <laughs> then and um all i remember was i was you know i was gone um they did bring me back because it was such a long you know journey to the hospital from being in suk it was like over you know it's about an hour so i was i don't even remember anything until at one point i woke up and i looked at my uh, the first thing i saw the first image i saw was my hand and it was just completely covered, you know, with blood. It was, it was horrible. Um, that's the old. That was the first thing when I woke up that I that I looked down and I saw, and it was just barely, you know, 
hanging on to, you know, together, right? Wow. <laughs> yeah. What were you going through emotionally at that moment? What do you remember? Were you in a state of fear? Oh, I was just in a state of great of pain. Lots of pain. And yeah, I don't know if there was a lot of fear because I remember because I had the, the death experience too. And that wasn't, that was just wonderful. That was beautiful and peaceful. And then when I came right back into my body, um, that was when all the pain and mm. just it's kind of just like a sudden jolt and you're yes. right back in into the body from there um i was in the hospital and i had you know lots of other injuries lots of internal injuries that came about too and especially my eyes wasn't able really? to see i wasn't there was so much glass and everything in my eyes i wasn't able really to see very well for oh probably at least a year or two when i got my my right side got severely damaged, and so my eye um, wasn't good. I, and, and to this day, like, I don't have really any vision going on in my right eye. Really? <laughs> yes. Interesting. All yeah. these years later, and they haven't been able to correct that. Um, no, I never really, yeah, I did go into it too much. It was mostly my hand injury um, being broken, you know, in so many places, and then the recovery time for that too was, um, oh, that was over a year because I had to have the cast on. So I was immobilized or I couldn't really move. It, um, so how were you dealing with this in light of your passion to play the piano? Every, it just stopped. Everything just stopped. It was, it was all, I, you know, I was only 16 too. So you know, it was like everything before me had had gone, and then everything in front of me, right? At the uh, the future, whenever I had no idea what was going to happen. I I don't even know if I played too much because at that point I was living with my mother, and she, oh, we did get a keyboard. No, we did. That's right, we did get one, but I wasn't uh, really able. I probably, I actually, yes, I do. I remember I played with my <laughs> left hand. I played really? With my, yes. Played your, with my left hand. Your left hand was totally fine. Totally fine. And then uh, how long was the cast on? I guess it was over a year. Oh, my goodness. And when they took it off? Oh, I'll never forget that day. <laughs> because, you know, back in the day, I don't even know if they do it now. It, there was like they sawed it off, right? They had to like open yes, it up and then yes. they had to put the new one on, too. So um, when it came, when it was just getting ready to, to my hand was being lifted out, I remember um just being well ter terrified okay i was terrified because i didn't know if i was going to be able to move it at all wow yeah. well it hadn't moved in a year either right 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 but just even the fact that you know the surgeon was there and oh you can you can try to move it you know it's it's healing and um it still had the pin in it and yes that too so yeah it 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 was you know it was a very fearful experience period <laughs> now were, were your fingers broken or just the body of the hand just the little finger to where you know where the fourth and the fifth meet yes. right in there where the webbed part is and it's right all along the side like you know where you have your knuckles yes i don't have a knuckle on the fifth finger but you did you were able to get movement right away in your other fingers um eventually yeah they were okay it was just the, the little finger so why did the doctor tell you that you would never be able to play the piano again? 
Oh, um, he, he just said I'd never be able to play again with the range of motion. Mm. You see, because of it being, um, it, it basically had to be attached on, <laughs> you know, reattached. Right. So for the, the, the range of motion, um, it wouldn't, it wasn't very good at all. Um, you know, like you have to do octaves and whatnot and, you know, classical music. and Exactly. That. Yeah. So what happened? Tell us the story. Well, um, I did get back into my music and I started rehabilitating myself and doing lots of hand exercises, finger exercises. Um, like you said, I guess eventually I like just I, my strength, you know, increased. Right. And my mobility increased and I was able to play pretty well with the first four fingers. But, you know, it took time. It def- I, mean, I can't really recall. Now, were you yeah. planning on making this your career? It was a thought, maybe performance, but I was, you know, I I was undecided about that. And then when the accident happened, it was kind of like it was faded, too. I really feel like it, it had to happen to me at that particular time in my life. It just did. And I could have gone into performance, but... The miracle of what happened from that was that I discovered um, when I was in school, which was later on, because I didn't go into actual music school until I was 25. Okay. That's a lot of years. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Because I had given up pretty much. Okay. I just, yeah, I completely just let that go. I yeah. And so what changed your mind? Well, I had a various, uh, I had a, a succession, what was, well, that's not the right word. <laughs> I had a few different jobs <laughs> that I tried. Uh, the One was being an airline stewardess because that's what I thought. Okay, if I'm not into being able to do music, I've always wanted to do that. But I didn't, I couldn't speak French well enough. So they, <laughs> they decided after the first interview, forget that. <laughs> and then I tried a few other jobs, like office ones, and I would get so depressed. Really? Oh, I just, I'll never forget one time I enrolled in, in a program and I lasted one day um, in this business program because I wasn't being creative. Oh. And I just couldn't, yeah, I just, so, so from all those different, you know, jobs that I tried, I was getting more and more like, well, what am I supposed to be doing? And then... Were you still playing the piano during this time? Yes, a little bit. Not as much anywhere near as before, no. But I was a little bit for sure, yes. So continue, so you... And so I was, after these, you know, these failed uh, job opportunities, that one day I think I was... I was uh, talking with my grandmother and she said to me, she said, you know, what about your music? You never, you know, supposed to be giving up on your music. And when she said that, I knew right away, okay, I need to do something. And I went and I, I um, did an audition and that, and I was quite nervous about that because that was classical, you know, and I had to retrain, right. Rebrush up on my skills and, and I got accepted into the Victoria and uh, the University of the Music program there. And uh, so that's sort of what happened. And from there? From there, I decided 
that I would go and take another program, and that was through the conservatory. Um, that was a little less stressful. It was classical, and it was there was either the performance one or the teaching one. So I decided, okay, I think I'll go into the teaching. I can understand that, sure. Yeah. And how long did that last? Oh, that lasted for over three years. Okay. Yeah, that was fine. And but during that time, what where the breakthrough happened was, in, while I was doing that program, um, I was asked by a friend of mine to do uh, some music for um, a circus and we were going to collaborate and put a children's book and uh, cassette back then in the day together and I had never really been to a circus so I thought okay well this is interesting I'll try this <laughs> and in six weeks um, I wrote a whole compilation of 10 pieces oh my goodness um, yeah I was just completely into writing and um i did that and then the book the story evolved around my music so tell us a little bit about your music is there anything in particular that makes you unique i have the i have a great ability to um write beautiful melodies <laughs> okay yeah i do and and um modulate or you know just just do my you know do the music like um change keys but just just where you least expect it i don't know i just i have a i just have a gift that way a gift yeah. of surprise a gift exactly <laughs> i have a surprise that's gift. it i have a surprise gift exactly <laughs> and what where have you performed well not a lot of places actually so it's mostly um, your studio you do yeah studio work? Okay. i do and then um when I was in school, there were performances then, and then in Canada Music Week for Canadian composers, um, at some uh, restaurants, that kind of thing. That's about it, I guess. Yeah. Are you more proud of being a composer or a pianist? Never thought about that. Huh? No, I never thought about that. That's really good. I guess both. Good, because not yeah. everybody can... Even those who can play the piano can't compose, right? Right. So this right. is that is part of your surprise package, mm -hmm. you know, that these yes. compositions are yours and yours alone. Mm -hmm. Now, have you recorded most of these and into CDs or singles or? How um, into CDs, yes, into CDs. And what I like to do is I'll do my work first on the digital keyboard that I have. And then if it's just piano, I'll go and I'll record because I love the grand piano. I was I just going to ask you that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have to go. That's kind of right. Like, I know that I'm really fine tuning a piece and it's just it's ready to master when I'm when I can go to the grand piano. When you perform, whether it's on a CD or in public, is it just you or do you have any background? It's just me. That may change in the the near future soon actually okay yeah. mm -hmm. so you're thinking about adding um musicians uh, or yes because i have just recently um uh, met a wonderful man who writes lyrics and he, oh okay oh my goodness he writes amazing songs still in the, just... in the class no 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 in um in love songs popular music and so we just finished writing a piece that's called When Love Comes In. And I'm 
uh, actually looking to get a singer for this one. And so I would um, definitely, this will be something I think that will be on the radio. Absolutely. It's oh, beautiful is, and it works insane. great. That sounds great. So you're branching out. I'm branching out. <laughs> more than one way. Yes. That's yes. excellent. What some of the, some of the titles or, or whatever that is, um, your personal favorites like give us a little taste of what your you know what your music is one of my favorite pieces that i've composed is called in another world and that was inspired from watching a a danish um, film that won for best um, international film and that was quite a few years back and it was called in a better world and after I listened to that, uh, watched that movie, I was so inspired that I contacted the um, composer, and he's over in Sweden. And we actually got into a, a really nice, uh, we're able to, to talk. And and um, I was so inspired that I wrote that piece. And it's just, to me, that it's just a beautiful piece. So that it's very it. close to your heart. It is, yes. And branching out into the love songs is it going to be more of a pop sound or are you going to stick with the classical um it will be you know like that that piece of music that Bette Midler like the wind beneath my wings that kind yes. of thing. it's going to be yeah it will be in the pop genre okay yes. and tell us a little bit about your accomplishments how did law and order happen to, and and what kind of music was used in that tell us what happened there well, I was living in Hawaii at the time, and <clears throat> I, again, another surprise. With me, it just seems everything happens when I least, when I, I know nothing about what's going to happen. <laughs> so that's the greatest thing. <laughs> and I think that's the best that when that happens, you know, in life, we just never know what's around the corner. And I was living there, and I got a notification from my songwriting um, affiliates up here in Canada that some music was used on Law and Order, and I was just completely it just it just shocked me because I, I had no idea, but I remembered at the time I had a um, I had a an agent and I thought our contract was completely finished, but I guess it wasn't finished because she had said that right at the very you know the last hour kind of thing she had sold one of my pieces. And so it came as just a, a huge oh, and see. wonderful surprise to me because I, I had no idea. So um, that was used like in one of the shows? Is that? Yes, you... yes. It's in the special victims unit. And okay. so that will always be in there. Oh, is it the is it the background music or the intro? or? It's one of the pieces that ends one of the scenes. I see. Okay. Isn't that exciting? Oh, I just... At that moment, Carol, I if you know if I if my time was up on this planet, I thought, well, <laughs> that's good. I can go now. <laughs> okay. And what about some of your other accomplishments and some of the awards that you have won? Well, um, let's see. The one that just was recent that I was nominated for, and again, that came as a surprise. I was working with this wonderful female director. Her name is Sue Vickery, and she's down in um, San Diego. And I gave her one of my pieces of music to to play on a um, a video she was working on, and she loved it. And then we went on, and she was working with this other woman 
uh, on this movie called Absent, and it's about families, you know, that um, lose their their children mm-hmm. um, and uh, how they go, how they're recovering, you know, how they're dealing with the tragic loss. And myself and uh, another person who were the composers on um, this short, short, uh, this little film, and um, turns out that it was up for a nomination at the San Diego Film Awards. And that was not last year, but the year before. Oh, great. Yeah, and and that was ex- so exciting because I did go to that red carpet event. <laughs> I did. I went I went down there, and it was, it was just really wonderful to be nominated. And, uh, oh, and one of the pieces, actually there were two pieces of music that were, um, that they used in there, in the, in that film of mine. That is over the top, isn't it? It really was. So do you have any goals in this area or you, or what you plan to do with, um, the new direction that you're taking your music? I would still love to work on a major, you know, motion picture. Okay. Um, that would be great in some capacity. You know, I, I just, whatever that would be, I'm, I'm totally open. And if, if it would be collaboration or just even using some of my music, sometimes what happens is what's really amazing to me is that I will be writing and it'll turn out that it's exactly what is needed for the scene. And I haven't even seen the scene. So that's interesting. Yeah. 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 That's pretty, that's pretty wonderful. Actually. It shows I'm on the right path. That's right. Now your different CDs, do they have different themes or tell us a little bit about those? Um, I have just recently got done one that's called textures and I just, it's on digital sales right now. I just did that like a couple of weeks ago and they, you know, that will be put out there everywhere um, on all the digital places, okay. and that's through TuneCore. And my other albums, Awakening was my first one, and The Purist Collection, those are on iTunes. Nearness is another one, and I haven't really got, I need to, to do some more on, on that. And then The Visit to the Circus music is kind of a separate genre because it's children's oh okay yeah it is children's it's all and it's all classical that is totally that's interesting classical. Yes. okay well we'll have all of those um links as well on your show notes so that we can listen and purchase and connect with you and just recently in the last um two months i guess uh eight of the pieces of music that were on the purest collection, they were chosen for the spa channel for the stingray for galaxy. Oh, okay. So, so that was really exciting too. And that was, so you're a, just, you're just beginning. I'm just beginning. Yes. There's going to be lots of surprises. Yeah. I, <laughs> That's <yes>. exciting. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you, Leela, for sharing your inspiration with us today. And, you know, there are people who have had things happen to them that, you just, especially when it, like with you breaking your hand, which was going to be not only your passion, but your career, and then have that taken away from you in just a matter of seconds, 
There are many people I know that can relate to that. And yet through tenacity and practice and keeping the right attitude and focus, you were able to turn that around to strengthen that and accomplish even above and beyond what you had hoped to accomplish. So pat yourself on the back. And I'm excited to be able to listen to your music. Same thing with my listeners to this show will want to tap in and have a listen to your music and to connect with you. If anybody knows anybody that has gone through a similar experience, maybe somebody young, you know, who needs that encouragement and and lost their ability to do uh, whether it's in music or something else to do what they had wanted to do for their life. So we never know who we are touching when we are sharing our story. So I thank you for sharing your story today, Leela. Is there anything else you want to say? You just said it. Yes, okay. absolutely. Just don't, you know, don't just never, uh, never give up. And also just, you know, if it's your, if it's your purpose, your soul's passion, just keep doing it. That's it. Yeah. Follow your passion. Follow, follow your, your passion, heart. Right. All right. Thank you so much, Leela. Thank you very much. It was wonderful to be on your show. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.